It's time for a new adventure. Welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Business. This is your co-host, Amy Zander with CDA Media. And I am again here with the lovely Lisa Fisher. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Amy. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's podcast recording day. Always my favorite day of the month. So super excited. So what have you been doing around town? It's not what I've been doing, but it's what I've found around town. We have a new comedy club. It might have been there for a minute, but I've just found out a lot more fun comedy club. It's down by the Capitol. Okay. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah. You were telling me a little bit before the show, this is a, a clean comedy show, yes. right? So that's always appreciative, right? Okay. And is it like, it's kind of like a one a month thing or you maybe don't know yet? I don't know exactly yeah. how frequently they have shows, but it's not like every Friday right, or anything right. like that. Okay. So one of the, the um, Tim Palmer is one of the comedians and he's also the founder. So I'm excellent to checking it out. Yeah. How about cool. you? What have you been doing? Yeah. So I was uh, recently again at the Lansing Art Gallery, one of my favorite places to be, but I hosted a cocktail competition there with my networking group which was a lot of fun. We invited lots of people and I am going to shamelessly plug myself and say that my husband and I won the cocktail competition with the honey mead that we made from the honey from our bees. Oh, well, so, and, go, yeah, and I should really clarify too, is that I'm, I'm really not the beekeeper. My husband is Chris and I'm just the helper and the smoker <laughs> and get to wear the cute veil and talk to the bees. But it was really, there was so many impressive drinks there that were really fancy and mixed. Mm -hmm. And there was like a smoked one and one that had dry ice in it and all this cool stuff. And we just had our simple little mead, but it was, people liked it. So yeah, that was exciting. And of course it was at the Lansing Gallery, which is a beautiful space. Yes. Congratulations. How fun. That was fun. fun. So what about you, our guests? Have you been doing anything Mm -hmm. exciting around town? Well, last night I got to check out the new Bobcat Bonnie's restaurant. Oh, I've been hearing about that. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, the space is cool and very different than any other of the restaurants in town and really honoring of the original train depot. And they kept the Clara's train kind of pretty much as is. They just mm-hmm. kind of updated it. So it feels really true to like the Lansing landmark and we just went for for drinks and they had really fun cocktails, but we'll be back soon to try out the actual food. Cool. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm glad somebody brought that up. That's something I've been trying, wanting to try. Nice. Yes. What about you, Alice? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the play Chicago mm. at Evolve Theater. Evolve. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. Where's the Evolve Theater? Well, I... I don't think they have a where. Like okay. They, you know, they... Oh, they that's were, the name. That's the name of <laughs> right. the theater company. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they okay. put it on. Okay. So, but our artist in residence, our current artist in residence at Reach, Andrew Muley, was the artistic director. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Do you like a place? You go to a lot of plays? Well, I, I'm getting ready to retire, so I'm hoping I'll get to yeah, go to more places. <laughs> well, that's awesome that we've all done some fun things around town and you've heard a little bit from our couple guests here today. But Lisa, why don't you tell us who we've got today? I'm really excited to learn and hear about Reach Studio Art Center. We have with us Alice Brinkman, who's the founder and has been the executive director and getting ready to turn this over to Melissa Keeley, who will be the incoming executive director. So welcome ladies. How are you today? Thank you. Good. Why don't we go ahead and start with telling us a little bit about yourself. So Alice, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what inspired you to start the, we're going to call it reach for short. 
Oh, well, I'm I'm Alice Brinkman, and back in at the end of 2003 is when I started Reach Studio Art Center. As a textile artist, surface designer, I was struggling to make very large cloth pieces in my basement and then in my front yard. And then at the same time, I was doing a lot of volunteering in my kids' classrooms. And really all of that was art, Mm -hmm. doing art with them, as well as teaching some after-school programs in art. And just through all of that experience and some of the different Lansing schools that I was in doing that, I was just observing that there were a lot of kids who really responded great to having the opportunity to just make their own decisions about what they were going to make and be proud of what they finished Mm -hmm. making or were working on. And it was just really exciting to see the kind of engagement that was possible through art and feeling like at the time there just wasn't really much around Lansing where youth and particularly underserved youth that might not have access to out of school art making. There there just wasn't a place uh, for them to do that. And you say, well, I'm going to find a studio space that I can use for dyeing, you know, the 20 yards of cloth that I work on. And, but also has space to develop a community art space. Very good. So before we head over to Melissa to tell us what to do, share with us why was REACH founded? You've touched on a few components, but truly what is the the purpose, if you will? Well, the, the purpose is to provide equitable access to the arts and art making. Melissa, You've got some shoes to fill here. Oh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and <laughs> some, how you some really cool dyed vibrant shoes. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was smart. I don't dabble in the textile arts, so there's no comparison there. I, I, that's, I can't. I can't fill those shoes. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, actually, this coming Monday is the 20th anniversary. So to to kind of enter an organization at the 20 year mark. I mean, what Alice has built is is remarkable. And, you know, she talked a little bit about that initial studio. Now it's 10,000 square feet with seven studios. And that was what Alice shepherded. And so it's it's really awesome to be able to learn from Alice and now to, to be able to step into this role and, and to be part of REACH for the next 20 years. But I could share a little bit about my background as well. So I'm a 14-year resident of Lansing. I'm not originally from here. I'm from New Jersey, moved to the Midwest for college and then graduate school. And we ended up settling in the Lansing area 14 years ago. And I am a trained photographer and ran a photography business for about 10 years and also have a background working in fun development. So I've worked in development at or arts organizations, as well as at Lansing Christian School. So kind of coming to reach is a marriage of my background in the visual arts and my um, training in arts administration, but also hopefully I can bring some of that fun development experience to the position as well. Fantastic. I bet Alice is excited to be able to have you at the helm. Absolutely. As she's yes. making her transition. 20 years is a long time. I have lived... Mind you, I'm not hearing an accent from you. So I think after 14 years, you are truly a Lansing resident. But I've lived here all of my life and I didn't even know about your program. 
So you said over 10,000 square feet, seven studios. Who do you bring in? Who do you attract to your facility? Of course, initially when I started Reach, you know, the idea was to have a place mainly for youth and neighborhood youth. Our first activity at Reach was we, we had gathered a whole bunch of wood chairs, old wood chairs. And so our first, our very first activity at Reach in our, in our 400 square foot classroom was to find, you know, any youth in the neighborhood that we could to bring in and help us paint those chairs. And what, what we work hard at doing is partnering with other agencies that work with underserved youth, including those, the public schools. And we offer classes and programs for, for all, you know, so okay. we've got people coming from all around mm-hmm. the Lansing area. What are some of the classes that we really run the gamut mm-hmm. in our seven studio spaces. And, and what's kind of unique about Reach is so we do eight week sessions of classes, but we also offer one day workshops, some four day classes, some kind of different experiences, some open houses. So there's kind of something that hopefully fits kind of everybody's availability and kind of from the person who might be intimidated to kind of step into a new art form to someone who's ready to kind of tackle something a little bit more advanced. Mm-hmm. We range from age two, which is like our creative tots, which is kind of general introduction to art. And what's really cool is they do it with their caretaker. So it's really families getting to make art together. And then it, it goes into our youth classes, which um, we do some that are like broad art classes, but some that get really specialized. So you can start learning clay, you can start learning fundamentals classes and drawing and painting and 3D. And then as kids get older, we then have teen classes, get into some of the digital arts, we do digital photography and graphic design. And then we have adult classes and our adult clay class is very popular. We actually Mm -hmm. have three sessions of that and get to learn the clay on the wheel. And so we often say whether you're a lifelong artist or it's been in hibernation for a little bit, it's fun to come back as an adult and take classes. And we also have painting and like I said, a number of workshops where if Maybe you're somebody who has a pretty full schedule, but you say, you know, I'd really love to learn watercolor. I see it on Instagram. I think it looks like something I'd like to dabble in. You can come and sign up for a one-day workshop with us. And I believe that you do like spring break classes and things like that. Do you work Do you work with the school schedule and things like that? We used to do some spring break classes, but we have not. We When we moved into the eight-week Terms. Oh, okay. So it's probably just part we, of the schedule. Yeah, I get we do that. summer yeah. camps. However, yeah, that's, so okay, that's what I was also um, thinking. Yeah. yeah, we have a pretty busy mm-hmm. summer camp program, right? And that's also an opportunity for us to bring in more teaching artists. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, we usually have a theater mm-hmm. camp. Oh, filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I've done a fashion camp a couple summers okay, with the textiles like upcycling mm-hmm. upcycling clothes yeah my own kids have gone through some they've taken some pottery classes there when they were younger they've done that and the, the space is beautiful for our listeners and people that don't know that you're in rio town area mm-hmm. it's a beautiful space and it has just expanded on and grown and there's more and more room and rooms and different things yeah, like that it's just should, kind of a we should name off some of the studios on the north side, we have our clay studio. Mm-hmm. And so it's really great because when when I first started Reach, first 10, 12 years, clay was in with all the other in the one classroom. Right. And anybody who's worked with clay knows that that's not a great Messy. thing. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. So we were really celebrating when we can move the clay studio out of the 
other classroom. So we have a clay studio and then our, our original classroom is now used for our life drawing program that we have. It's a drop-in Friday evening uh, program. And then we've got our main classroom, which lots of different kinds of classes, sort of general purpose, multi-purpose art classroom, and then our teen studio, which is also really a, a multi-purpose classroom as well. And then that then is our fiber arts studio. Oh. So that's kind of where I like to hang out mm-hmm. most of the time. And in that same kind of wing, we've got a media lab. So we have 10 iMacs that we do filmmaking wow. or editing, mm-hmm. Photoshop, mm-hmm. editing programs. And, and then Finally, other end mm-hmm. from the clay studio, we have a performing arts space. So we have a beautiful, big hardwood floor, high ceiling, long space. When you say performing arts, what kind of things are you talking about? We don't have a, like an in-house program. performing arts teacher or gotcha. program, but we've been from time to time lease the space okay. to different mm-hmm. dance instructors or other kinds of performing arts groups that use the space for practice or to to do some education okay Mm -hmm. what has been your most rewarding experience in your 20 years of doing this oh my that's gonna just a light question that is gonna be hard to land on i can i I can talk for a lot of time about that well and as i'm I've been going through loads and loads of photographs, you know, sorting and Mm -hmm. just kind of thinking about the timeline, the 20 year timeline. And I think what really stands out to me, even just in looking back at all those pictures are all of the different organizations and agencies we were able to partner with projects that we did that involved, you know, either a particular class of kids or or maybe families or just the community mm-hmm. coming in to make some public art pieces or working together on pieces. So, yeah. So, Melissa, this is where you come in play. Mm-hmm. What is your vision for 10 years, 20 years from now, being able to say what's your most rewarding experience? Oh. Well, I think, you know, when we talk about the classes, one thing we didn't mention is, you know, fostering equitable access to the arts comes from reducing the barriers for kids to be able to to enroll and take part in the classes. So all of our youth programs have scholarship opportunities based on family's income level. So I think when I look ahead, I see that there are so many more opportunities to connect with kids and to make sure that they have access to the programs that we give. But also I think we're seeing that there are more barriers right now than just income for kids to participate. I think post-COVID, kids and the barriers that they're seeing to be in groups of other kids or to step out of their comfort zone. There's more there that's stopping them. And so I hope that we can kind of find ways to really meet kids where they're at to provide access to, you know, it's really life affirming to make Mm -hmm. art. And I think for, for a kid who has that natural tendency, it, it can feed them in a way that's really special and unique. And for a kid who maybe says, I'm not an artist, it still provides them an outlet to kind of express themselves in a way that maybe they can't with words. And and so I think it's, I, I hope we find ways to, to kind of connect with even more kids. Do you work for Michigan State University? Are you looking for solid retirement planning advice? Reach out to Dave and Nick hosts of the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast and Certified Financial Advisors. 
They specialize in the unique benefit plans offered by MSU and how to capitalize on all you have available to you through your investments. Sure, you can glance at your package once a year and check some boxes, or you can make your money work for you. Find out if you're getting everything you could be with your MSU retirement plan by contacting Shotwell Rudder Bear Financial Planners at srbadvisors.com or simply search for the Kitchen Table Finance Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast, hosted by Shotwell Rudder Bear Financial Planners. know if either one of you can speak on this, but you know, I hear of art therapy. Like you said, it gives people an outlet, kids an outlet to express themselves if they can't find words. So can, can either of you expand on that whole art therapy concept or have you had, had experience with that? I think we're careful not to to say what we do is art therapy because that's that's a trained specialty. But I can yes. I can kind of talk from my personal perspective, which is now when we talk about kids, we say they have strong emotions. And we encourage kids to find the words to kind of describe their emotions. And I was a kid with big emotions. I think my kids are kids with big emotions. I think most kids now have big emotions. And to find the language to articulate what you're feeling is hard. Or an adult. Or an adult. Or an adult. And I think especially post-COVID, we're seeing that kids have more sensory processing issues or disorders. We're seeing that kids have more social anxiety. And so it's even harder to articulate, why does this not feel right? Why, Why am I feeling funny today? Why am I feeling angry today? And art provides a means that when you don't have that, the, the words or the ability to articulate it yet, you can express it in other ways. Although we don't frame it as therapy, it, it certainly mm-hmm. is therapeutic in a lot of ways. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to say that. Yeah. And I think one of the first times we had Ellie's Place on, and I know they use art a lot in the grieving process for kids to be able to articulate emotions and feelings that they're having. And so thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I was thinking I got big emotions on days too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sure. So reach is a nonprofit, right? Absolutely, so yeah. you partner with people in, in the region for fundraising and things like that. Absolutely. Can you expand a little bit on that? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about it. So we do receive some revenue from class tuition, Sure, but the, the bulk of our annual budget is through fundraising, through individual donors and a lot of grants. And this is really where Alice has created big shoes to fill, which is Alice is fantastic at writing and finding grants and and partnering with other nonprofits and funding agencies in the Michigan and Lansing area where we can really support the work well. But we're, we're always looking for more opportunities to partner with businesses and individuals who are passionate about this kind of work. Do you have any fundraising events that go on? There's been one 20 years long. Do you want to talk about Not So Silent yeah, Night? Our, our, our big fundraiser each year is our e Not So Silent Night. That It was named that because we had a silent auction, mm-hmm. which was the silent part. <laughs> and then we also did it like a sing-along. We had oh, a couple of musicians fun. and led, led some sing-along for us. And that was a lot of fun. So, And that's an annual thing. Is that yeah. in December? Or around the December. holidays? Okay. We've been doing it the second Saturday or the, the big event is the second Saturday of December. December. During 2020, we converted to an all online silent auction and found that 
it was really great to have the auction online. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've been continuing having the auction both online and brought back a in-person event as well. And I had to say the auction, it might be one of Lansing's best kept secrets because the amazing artists who work as teaching artists or who pass through reach often donate work. And so the auction is filled with amazing pieces that you can purchase right before Christmas or uh-huh. Hanukkah and you yeah. can gift them to the people in your life. And right. so it's a pretty special fundraiser. Do you have any upcoming events that you would mm-hmm. like to share? <laughs> so actually we <laughs> have, <laughs> we do. And as we've shared, Alice is retiring after 20 years. So we're hosting a celebration kind of of Alice's legacy on March 9. We'll have an open house from one to three in our gallery space. And it's a great opportunity for people. When I share with people that I am now working at Reach, everybody I, I meet has a story about how Alice has impacted their lives, about how they came through Reach or how they taught at Reach or or just how they have a connection to the organization. So it's a great chance for people from throughout the region to come and wish Alice well in her retirement. But if you've never been to Reach, it's also a great time to come and see. We're installing right now an exhibition of 20 years of Reach, a timeline kind of to see the work and the projects that we've done during that time. And it's a a good way to kind of tour the space and kind of catch on to the excitement that we have for, for doing this work. Hence why you've been going through all the photos, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Walking yes. down memory lane. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Do you feel that the Lansing area, being in Lansing for the 20 years, do you feel that there's been an increased awareness in arts in the Lansing area over the last few years? I, I definitely feel that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think even, even in Rio town alone, it's like mm-hmm. when I first opened reach at the end of 2003, Rio town was pretty rough spot at that point. It was, you know, I had, I had a lot of family members and friends and acquaintances kind of looking at me funny when I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to start running this building at this spot in Rio town. And, uh, I think even my own husband was like, okay, well, I, I hope you have vision for this because I sure don't. <laughs> but yeah, so even just Rio Town has yes. you know, really yeah. developed since then. And it's exciting to see some of the different businesses and organizations that have come into Rio Town alone that are, you know, yeah. space. So. I think both Rio Town and Old Town are mm-hmm. amazing places to yeah. go find yeah. great art. Absolutely. galleries and artists but the two two pockets in our town that are gems with that kind of stuff yeah. and we've been fortunate enough to interview several artists over the last we're on our third year of doing this yes, but we've yeah. had some great artists that have been on the show and Amy's got quite the gallery in her home I do I, I, I know <laughs> I, I talk about this too much but my my entire house is dedicated to local artists so it's, oh, it's nice. like its own museum or That's most wonderful. art gallery in its own right and I'm always buying stuff I have like stacks of them on the floor that I switch them out and, you know, I'm always like changing them around and stuff. Cause I know that some of these people are, they're going to be famous someday. And I mean, like I got an original. What's been one of your greatest success stories? Oh, well, we were talking about Mila Lynn, who is a local artist here in, in the Lansing area. And she came to an event that we were having at reach actually just before the COVID lockdown happened Mm -hmm. in 2020, March of 2020. It's called Ask the Art Educators. She stood up to share something at that. And I thought, she keeps looking at me like, 
she might know me or something. And, and then she shared how, you know, she had taken classes when Reach was, you know, first starting early on at Reach. And since then, she had developed herself as, a, as an artist and she'd been overseas. She'd been in other states mm-hmm. doing her art business. And then she, at this point in life, she had made a decision to come back to the Lansing area. And uh, so it's like, wow. So then I find out this is one of the little girls that had been part of our second big community art project that we did that was called Gallery of Gardens. And so she found pictures of her. Oh my God. (laughs) On that project with our guest artist, David Torgoff. So that that was really fun. And now she's actually ended up being our first, we were developing an artist in residence program Mm -hmm. at REACH. So she, she was our first artist in residence for visual arts. And what what is her main medium? She's She's a painter. Yeah, she's, she's murals too, like big yep, murals. She's, mm-hmm. she's big she's murals. murals yeah. And I think she just had a show that opened up at Michigan State. Oh, really? She was doing some yeah. work there. And she's not our artist in residence per se anymore, although we still call her that. Sure. She leases what used to be my old studio okay. space upstairs. And you, you mentioned a story about Mila. She's also now on our board. She joined our board of directors and she often hosts open house and she's, she's really gracious about kind of opening up her studio space. And, and she said being able to see Alice's studio and seeing what a a working artist space looked like and understanding what it meant to be a professional artist with a dedicated space helped kind of encourage her to see like, this could be a career. This could be something I can do. So now she kind of makes sure that she allows her space to be toured by students and visitors to reach. So that way she kind of would like to inspire others Mm -hmm. to to see themselves in that role as well. Well, And we talked a little bit before the show about making art a career Mm -hmm. and helping people to see that there's a plan and a path to be able to do that. And I think you've led the way helping people to see that and just that testimony right there really Mm -hmm. helps. So for any of you that are listening, that are dabbling in the arts and want to learn more about how it can become a career for you, Reach out. Reach out to reach. Reach out to reach. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. You talked about some big projects. Do you have any big projects that are in the future or coming up soon other than events? Most of them right now are kind of our events. We don't have any community-based art projects going on right now, but one thing we're really excited about, which kicked off today, is we're doing a new lunch program with Lansing Public Schools. And we're piloting it where one of our teaching artists comes and And again, it's about kind of reducing those barriers to access. So we're meeting the kids where they're at and bringing some opportunities for them to kind of learn the basics of drawing during their lunch period. And then we're going to culminate at the end of February with our first teen night, which is going to be open and free to to teens in the Lansing area who would like to come and take a two-hour art class at, at Reach. And we hope that it's going to become a really regular thing. There's always a need for things for teens to do mm-hmm. in the area, you know, productive yeah. things for them to be yeah. doing, yeah. right? Please, uh, just for our listeners, and again, we'll have this all in our show notes and stuff, but tell uh, people what your what your website address is so they'll know that. And then on there, I'm assuming they can find all the things about your events and classes. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So what is your website address? That's reachstudioart.org. Okay. Is there anything that we haven't asked you about that you would like to share with our listeners? I should have shared Wednesday. that too. Another thing that, that we have going <laughs> no, please, on and another... Please. 
really cool thing is, and, and thanks to the city of Lansing, we were able to expand what we call our walk-in Wednesday program, which is every Wednesday during our term. So we do 32 a year. They are a free walk-in program. We call it walk-in Wednesday, 4.30 to 6 at Reach. And we have 35 spots each week where we do a project that people can come in and make and take home that day. And it's led by teaching artists. So it's intergenerational and we have people of all ages and all ability levels come and join us for the day. And it's it's a great way. We get a lot of families, a lot of grandparents like to bring their grandkids to make mm-hmm. art together. It's people who maybe want to dabble in art, but aren't, or maybe a little intimidated to sign sure. up for a full class, but it's, it's a really lovely community and um, a really joyful way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then for like those parents and grandparents, you know, they can go and do the art and then leave the mess there. And they can, you know, so. <laughs> we I think do encourage people <laughs> to clean up a little. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, well, like as said, opposed to putting the mess in their own mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but, yeah. but that also goes with your mission about, about like reducing the barriers because some people don't naturally just have all those art supplies right. at home yeah. or things right. like that. Yeah. yeah. And as you know, kids are always like wanting to try new things. I'll try this and try that and try mm-hmm. that. And you don't necessarily want to always go out and buy everything for something until you know, is this going to stick? Like, are you going to stick with this, right? So a way to try lots of things. And it's amazing to see what our teaching artists can walk people through that really allows people to do higher level art for the first time, yeah. maybe. So like, probably shocked. Like, wow, shocked. I could yeah, do I that. Can, yeah. yeah. We make paper. We yeah. um, we do some wet felting. We do a lot of different things that would be challenging to do maybe on your own at home. Right. But with a teaching artist is, is good for really any level right. of ability. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, I mean, we all have different learning styles and I, I mine is absolutely like, I want somebody to sit next to me and show mm-hmm. me like, I can watch a hundred videos. It's not necessarily right. going to click, but the hands-on and trying things like that. And if that's more your learning style or your child's learning style, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how many YouTube videos there are about it. It's mm-hmm. not going <laughs> to help. So having something like that, where you can try it out before yeah. you commit is yeah. really an amazing resource we have right here in Lansing. Well, and, and doing it as a community yeah. too. Mm. You know, I mean, it's one thing yeah. to sit and watch a YouTube video and learn how to right. make something, but you know, there's also the, the social piece of yes. that. And like you were it's saying nice. earlier, it's kind of important right now right. as we're getting back to being around each other right. and not the pandemic yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's one of the things that Amy and I are are key on are doing things for the community. And you are very community centric. Absolutely. It's your it's your foundation. Yep. And so thank yes. you for providing that for the people in our community and for our listeners out there. Really encourage you to check it out and and yeah. see what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the questions that we ask our, our, our guests before we wrap up is if there's anybody that we ourselves or our listeners might be able to connect you with. And so I know I kind of put you on the spot with that a little bit, but <laughs> if there's anybody in the community specifically or generally that, you know, you would like to connect mm-hmm. with or want to know, want them to know about reach. Well, I mean, we're always looking for people who are passionate about what we do. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed when people say they don't know Reach or they say, this is what I've been looking for. Right. And I said, we've been here. Yeah. We've been here all along. Right. So I guess I would just encourage people who want to participate or, or want to support it mm-hmm. to, to go to our website, to come to a walk-in Wednesday, to check us out. And also teaching artists. I think we talk a lot about our students, but being able to support artists in our area by um, providing a way for them 
teach and earn an income from, from that is really mm-hmm. important too. So if there are artists who would like to teach and share that with people in our area, that would also be great. Come to our website and, and tell us about a class you'd like to teach. Oh, so that's what they should do. Go to the website, mm-hmm. contact mm-hmm. you through there and then go from there. Okay. We didn't talk about our art truck. What's no. your art truck? <laughs> Tell us quickly, what is your art There's so truck? much to talk about. <laughs> well, we have, we have an art truck program. So, and that started out in 2010, I think. We had purchased a 10 foot box truck and painted it up to, you know, that had reach and very colorful. And so the idea of the art truck program is that we take art supplies and teaching artists out to other places. Mm-hmm. And we've, during the summer, we've typically partnered with Lansing School District, Lansing Parks and Rec, some different sites that might already have a gathering mm-hmm. of I can see, like, I can see that popular like farmer's markets, things like that. Popular there. There's some of we, that. Yeah, yeah, we haven't done a lot with farmer's market, but this, this would be more of a regular stop like at Southside. Mm-hmm. We've done for several years we were, we visited Southside community coalition mm-hmm. and provided, you know, weekly art activity okay. through our art truck program right. to partnering sites. And we're currently looking for funding for okay. purchasing a new art truck because our art truck was demolished oh, <laughs> oh, no. a year ago. And, oh no. Um, so we just think it would be nice to to be able to, mm-hmm. to have another vehicle to Sure. Designate as the art truck. Right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got yeah. food trucks, you need an art truck. So let's <laughs> yeah. get that going. There you go. What a pleasure it was to meet both of you. Thanks. Congratulations oh, you. on your passing the baton. Your legacy. And the legacy, legacy exactly. Yeah. The footprint you've left in this community. Yeah. So awesome. And for you with your new job. I yeah. know. Absolutely. So Lisa, what did you learn in this episode? Well, honest to goodness, I didn't even know that place existed. So to know that there's a place in the community that I can take my grandchildren to do artwork and to learn more about some of these art educators you were talking about, Mm -hmm. I think that's just a great opportunity. But I'm overly impressed that it went from 400 square feet to 10,000 square feet. Just going to say that, right? When you said started with 400 square feet, I'm like, Wow. Right. That's growth. Right. That's awesome. All in the same location, which is yes. really cool. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really encourage people to go to some of these events that you guys have talked mm-hmm. about because the building itself is, is, is art. It's yes. very cool. How about you, Amy? What'd you learn? Well, I did know that Reach existed. My kids have taken pottery and that kind of thing. The art truck is super interesting. I like that. I like that idea. And I didn't know that you had the resident, the artist in residency program. Mm, That's really cool. Too. Very good. So yeah, I've learned lots, lots more about the art community, which is part of my passion. So, yes. well, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you I look forward to, your, to the event that you have coming up and I hope our listeners, you know, reach out to reach <laughs> and find out more about that and check out your website and things that you have going on. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Outstanding. Yeah. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet both of you. Thank you. To all of our listeners and viewers, thank you so much for joining us on another adventure. You can find new episodes every Wednesday and wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find us or also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd love that. Leave us a review. That's cool. And if you liked this episode or any of the other episodes that you listen to, I encourage you to tell 
one friend or two friends or three friends about adventures in business. That would be great. Spread the word. And again, thank you to Risky Studios for having us here and making us look good and sound good. So we very much appreciate all of you that listen to Adventures in Business. And as always, go out and make it an adventure. This is a Xenia Media Production.